Welcome to the IoT Idols podcast. I'm Ryan Cousins, co-founder and CEO of Critical. We help bring bleeding-edge technology products to market through a combination of hardware and software modules and professional engineering services. We believe every innovator has a powerful collection of experiences and knowledge that can help inspire others in their field. If you have a story you'd like to share, stick around at the end of the show and we'll explain how you can be a guest on one of our upcoming episodes. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you could be the next IoT Idol. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of IoT Idols, Innovators to Watch. I'm your host and critical CEO, Ryan Cousins. And today I'm really excited to talk to our next guest. Uh, I have Oleg Nomenko from Heidi's with us. Oleg, how are you? Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Uh, nice to meet you all. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, so I guess, you know, first and foremost, uh, maybe you could just share a little bit more with us about uh, what about what Heidi's is all about and what you guys do. Okay, so Heidi's is a company which I started 2017. And this company is uh, making passwordless possible for enterprise customer. So we started from consumer market, but later we shift to enterprise market. And right now we based on our solution on standard, which called FIDO. It's a fast identity online. It's one of the biggest alliance, which include Google, Apple, and Microsoft. And this alliance provides new standards for passwordless authentication. Interesting. And so what, what kind of environment is this technology kind of used in? Is this mostly on site, uh, remote work, or I mean, what, what's, what's kind of the implementation typically? So right now we have three parts in our implementation, our solution. First of all, we have all-in-one security key. It's a piece of hardware which consolidates physical and digital access uh, from one key to a different environment. So one key highest can open door, can authenticate you on the endpoint like computer, smartphone, can go to the some services, web application on internet and provide some access to VDI infrastructure for virtual desktop and some other services. Interesting. Second point okay. in our solution, it's a highest client application. It's some application which need to be installed on endpoint devices. And third part in our solution, uh, most important, it's called highest enterprise server, which consolidate all key and provide possibility to manage uh, authentication, manage user access and uh, provisioning, deprovisioning credentials and all management stuff. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So I guess, you know, I'm, I'm sure other people are probably interested in this as well, but I'd be curious how the the actual system works uh, in, for, from a security standpoint when when there is no password. What are what are the I mean, maybe we don't have to get off super into the, the technical weeds of, of encryption and all that, all that kind of stuff. But how I mean, you know, I guess at a relatively high level, how does that work exactly? So in our solution, we consolidate uh, different authentication methods. Uh, we still we have a lot of passwords in our environment. And some of us use smart card and uh, some authentication solution like one time password. Uh, but right now we have a new generation of uh, passwordless authentication, which called FIDO. And FIDO, it's like uh, encrypted protocol, which have private key and public key. 
and based on these uh, challenges which need to sign with private key, uh, we can provide uh, passwordless authentication for each user. So we consolidate different methods in one solution and provide completely passwordless authentication for end users for company employees. So even if you still have some passwords, in our case, you don't see this password. You just use one key to open any door, any services, and any application. Hmm. And then, so and you mentioned you have this this physical portion of your kind of three part solution. Um, I guess just as a from like a kind of rudimentary standpoint, what is to prevent somebody else from using, like, say, somebody else just acquires your key? Um, how are they prevented from from using that in, in practice? Uh -huh. So uh, thank you. Good question. Uh, first of all, uh, based on uh, authentication policies, uh, what you mean uh, many factor for authentication? So one factor is something you know. Uh, it's like the pin code, or maybe master password, something you have. It's maybe physical key and something you are. It's mean your biometric sensor, fingerprint or face recognition. So we consolidate all these three uh, authentication methods. Something you have, you know, pin code, master password, and you are your fingerprint. Mm. So if somebody will find found your key, it's uh, not way to use because it's need to have uh, pin code and fingerprint. Yeah, I see. It's only one one part of the uh, the three key uh, uh, solution. Yes. I guess you'd say, yeah. Interesting. Okay, and then and then you mentioned that the company started in 2017. Um, what's kind of and you mentioned it. it you're originally targeting uh, consumer uh, customer, you know, um, a consumer market. What uh, what was kind of the trigger for you guys to move from consumer to enterprise? Uh, it's my long story. Uh, my first company, which I was started in 2007. It's company called Pocketbook. It's a still very popular ebook reader like Amazon Kindle, but mostly in Europe, in Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and some other countries in uh, Europe. So I started this company for consumer market. Uh, we sold a lot of devices. We produce our ebook reader in China, in Foxconn. It's one of the biggest manufacturer in China. And I really understand how consumer market works. But when I sold my part in Pocketbook and decided to open some new company, I have a lot of my personal security issue. So I was hacked. I lost my money from my bank account. I lost access to Gmail, my Facebook and some other services. And started from this time, I thinking how I can store and manage all my credentials. So uh, first, my idea started from consumer market because I understand how it works. But later, when we start uh, working on consumer market with this uh, authentication security solution, I understand mostly consumer not care about security. So uh, mostly only enterprise company care about passwordless, about some security policies and some other because enterprise market already have a lot of specific regulations. Uh, specific requirements uh, from each verticals uh, which need to be compliance with security policy. So uh, consumer market, it's not ready for strong authentication. Consumer market, very simple and uh, not very secure. 
But if you talk about some specific verticals in enterprise market, like healthcare, banking, and public sector, it's the three main verticals who care about passwordless and security policy. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, generally speaking, I mean, behavior on the whole is is hard to change. Uh, with consumers, <laughs> it's a... Uh, it can be more difficult if there's nothing forcing that behavior change, the amount of reach that you have to have to get those habits uh, to change and, and biases, you know, that can, <laughs> I can definitely see that being a big challenge. But if you can, if you can narrow that focus going after, like you're saying, specific companies or sp specific verticals, uh, it seems like that could be a, a, I mean, not to say that it, it's easy by any stretch, but it's at least a, a way to impact a wider uh, audience's behavior than it is going after each individual person that you, you have to somehow convince that this is a better way to go. Yes, you're right. So, it, it, yeah, and I guess that it's interesting, too, you mentioned the, um, which makes a lot of sense, these uh, highly regulated industries, uh, you know, because obviously like your like in your experience with say the financial institutions um you know, you know medical of course being a big one um you know i guess what uh of course the there's good and bad parts of that because you know the good part is you know it's a it's a high barrier to entry so once you're you're in and once you've actually convinced a either a member of a specific industry or an industry as a whole to change their their behavior, then you're probably not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Of course, the downside is that it's a big uh, barrier to entry uh, because, you know, for for obviously uh, all the regulation around that, the security protocols, actually getting getting those those are pretty big changes you're talking about making in a already what's the most sensitive area uh, of a lot of these organizations. So how do you kind of how do you go about uh, kind of navigating the whole regulatory landscape when it comes to security? So uh, it's uh, very simple. We participated in some specific uh, conference uh, to understand how this uh, market really work. Uh, we participated in cybersecurity acceleration program in Virginia, which called Max 37. And after that, we really deep understanding how it works. So we still have a lot of connection with specific company which provides some market research like Gartner and Gartner provide a fully report about how some specific verticals work, which, what, what, what requirements uh, have financial sector, what requirements have healthcare sector and really help us to build our solution. Hmm. Interesting. Is in, I guess, thinking about other reg highly regulated industries, um, have you guys explored or, or looked at uh, going into, say, uh, government uh, government enterprises or, um, you know, let's say Department of Defense uh, customers? Uh, not yet, but I think uh, we have some customer right now in Europe. Uh, we developed a military tech. It's a specific model of high security key. Uh, which have military-grade uh, security, which have dust protection, water protection, and also consolidate three parts of uh, multi-factor authentication, biometric sensor, you know, and you are. And uh, so we, we already have this model, but right now not only for European market. Mm. We will have a chance maybe present our solution in Department of Defense uh, later this year, but mm. not yet. Yeah, interesting. 
So, and, and then I guess, you know, the presumably any enterprise, I mean, I would assume regardless of the industry is able to implement this solution, correct? Yeah, yeah, sure. And then and there's no, you know, is it like minimum size? I mean, I, I don't know exactly how. So how do you, I guess one question is how do you, what's the general business model? Is it sort of just based on the size of the enterprise, the specific vertical uh, that they're in? Is it kind of a per user thing? How does that whole side of thing work? So uh, right now we have uh, general two business model. Uh, one of uh, the business model, it's just for usual enterprise market. Uh, we have a one-time fee for piece of hardware, just one, one cost for hardware security key and early license for server side. So it's like a licensing for each user per year. Hmm. Uh, second business model, we work with other vendor and provide co-branding and even white label solution for some specific verticals and for specific vendors who already have a lot of uh, employees and need to have some specific solution for manufacture, for example, and for some uh, other verticals. So right now we have some experience to did this work, but I can't take uh, to tell about this name <laughs> about this company. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's interesting. Uh, and then are you, just out of curiosity, you, did you guys uh, Bootstrap the, or well, I guess one question is, did you bootstrap the whole company? And also, do you did you have co-founders, or when you started, was it was it just you and you built it up from from one person out? Uh, no, we have uh, three co-founders. Uh, so I am CEO. We have a CTO, Chief Technical Officer, and we have a Chief Operation Officer, which also work in our company. Hmm. So uh, we started from uh, our own money. Uh, we put to hide this, a lot of our personal money. But later we have a seed round and uh, found some investment in our company. Okay, great. Yeah, it's that's great to hear. So, uh, so I guess you know what's what have been some of the biggest challenges you you would say um, you know whether it's it could be either you know operationally or even or industry specific or maybe it's technology maybe it's all of the above uh, what what are kind of some of the biggest things that you've you've struggled with over these first few years so uh, if you talk about my first experience with pocket book company it's a very good experience and a huge experience in consumer market uh, it's most important in big challenge is usability and user simplicity so we need to provide very simple and very useful products which can use every time and everywhere without some frictions. Mm -hmm. So we have these rules from consumer market and implemented also these rules in our enterprise solution right now. Mm -hmm. If you talk about Hagis, uh, one of the biggest challenge for us right now is uh, this regulation and requirements. So it's uh, very specific documents and you need to understand deep uh, how it works and what requirements uh, we need to compliance with them. So it's uh, regulations at one of the biggest uh, challenge for us. And secondary, uh, also in enterprise solution, we need to understand uh, security solution. It's not a standalone solution. This solution need to be work in different environment, in different operation system, on different endpoint devices and a lot of specific standard protocols and some specific uh, technology uh, we need to consolidate and implement in our solution. 
So it's a very, very strong uh, technology business. Yes. It's not, not consumer ebook reader. Consumer ebook reader is very simple. Just uh, 10 uh, standard of uh, reading format files. So like EPUB, PDF, uh, DOC, and some other. But if you talk about security and authentication spans, a lot of specific standards and product protocols. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I can... I can only imagine the uh, we work with you know highly regulated industries as well, but usually it, it not necessarily at the security layer, which is you know very sensitive because just because the the cost of that security failing is so extreme, uh, it's a little bit a little bit different from than say a pure uh, technology regulated industry where obviously the, the, there's a whole different class of of regulations when you talk about uh functional safety requirements and, and that whole side of the, the industry but yeah, it's yeah. interesting with with security yeah the the, the kind of navigating that and, and how each industry handles a little bit differently uh i could definitely see that being a big <laughs> a big challenge for sure yeah if you don't mind i want to share one of the interesting insight um specific for iot uh, verticals for iot devices and companies yeah. And right now, uh, this uh, file alliance uh, developed a new specific standard, uh, which called FDO, uh, FIDO device onboarding. It's specific standard which helped to remove password for IoT devices, for IoT infrastructure. Hmm. So as you know, uh, critical infrastructure right now, one of the main target for some security and black hackers and uh, critical infrastructure and completely all IoT space uh, need to have some new generation uh, for authentication because previously it's also based on passwords. So right now, uh, FIDO uh, Alliance and biggest vendor provides this new standard for passwordless authentication on device onboarding level. So it's a new technology and Heidi's company also work in the standard and we will present our solution on next conference. Uh, will be authenticate uh, conference in Seattle this October. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, so, so that's sort of a, uh, it sounds like a consortium of sorts. Is that is that right? Yes. Interesting, okay. Yeah, that's very that's very cool. Yeah, I'd be I'd be uh, interested to you know we can follow up after this and we can leave some um, links in the show notes about uh, you know where to find out more about that um, and and yeah and some links to the the conference and any materials that that uh, that you and Heidi's have. But yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I'm sure you know yeah IoT device security like you mentioned is <laughs> becoming a, a bigger and bigger pain point for so many companies and I, I feel like it's not. It's it's because it is such a, a uh, complex and specific field of study. Yeah. It's it's not something that a lot of just I guess you could say the the average uh, IoT company necessarily has in house experts in. Um, so being able to leverage new standards and technologies like this is or is definitely a helpful tool to have uh, in the tool belt. Um, uh -huh. So you can kind of rest assured that this part of it is taken care of because these <laughs> these guys over here know what they're doing, kind of thing. Yes, sure. IoT markets—it's uh, 
new market right now, and uh, this uh, market already have some uh, solution for security, but it's a different solution for different vendors, and not of this solution uh, covered full uh, requirements for different uh, devices for different spaces. But uh, FIDO standard, it's uh, covered full devices and full, full standard for full companies who work in uh, critical infrastructure, who work in consumer market. Right now, uh, we have a lot of IoT devices uh, out between our us. So we have five and more devices right now. And I hope by the end of next five years, uh, this quantity will grow. It's very, very good. No, yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, standardization is always the uh, the, the other side of the the regulatory kind of uh, equation. So yeah, having having a standard that's kind of universally uh, can be universally implemented across devices and industries and technologies is is, is yeah definitely a huge benefit. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so this is super interesting. Yeah, I mean. Uh, getting kind of close to running out of time here but yeah Oleg, uh wanted to thank you again for coming on um what's the uh what's the best way for our audience to find out more about your company about yourself you know stay in touch uh is that just your website linkedin you know twitter just uh, what, what do you what's the best way for people to reach out yes best way to, uh, to use our website uh com. and our uh, my website also have a blog part which we share some our minds about new technology and new standard, how we try to solve uh, some security policies, security issues, and what we have. So uh, I will be happy to be in touch with your, uh, with you and with your auditory. And thank you so much for this uh, possibility to talk. Yeah, awesome. And that's a uh, it's Heidi's. It's a uh, Hotel India Delta Echo Echo Zulu. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes um, just so people know how to spell it. But uh, yeah, Oleg Nomenko from Heidi's. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And yeah, looking forward to uh, your presentation here coming up in October and, and uh, following your uh, company's success going forward. Thank you, Ryan. Have a nice day. All right. Thanks It'll for listening, fast. everybody. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode of IoT Idols, Innovators to Watch. This is your host, Ryan Cousins. Talk to you all soon. Hey, this is Critical CEO Ryan Cousins again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the IoT Idols podcast. If you're an accomplished engineer, inventor, product manager, or technology entrepreneur, and would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, please go to critical.com slash podcast slash apply. That's K-R-T-K-L dot com slash podcast slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or share it on social media and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone you'd like to have us interview, let them know about the show or tag them on social media using the hashtag IoT Idols. We're always looking for great guests eager to share their stories with our audience. We're regularly posting new episodes, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media, and join our mailing list at critical.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be excellent.